My friends, welcome. By now you've heard about the bird flu. With hundreds of millions of birds having been killed across the world, Germany warning that we're going to see egg shortages by this summer. France, just yesterday, echoing those words, but actually adding, we're going to have shortages of eggs and chicken. This is a pretty big deal. Even here in the United States, we're already having shortages of kosher chicken and of eggs here and there. It's because multiple states have taken the steps, including most recently North Carolina, of summarily stopping all poultry shows and banning sales of live birds to the public. Just to be clear, that means you can no longer buy chicks to start up a backyard flock of birds. You can read the post here from the North Carolina Department of Agriculture. If you're permitted to sell chicks, you can sell the birds you've already got on hand, but that's it. No more restocking poultry. It's the end of the line for giving people chickens. Now this is a pretty big deal, but it's even further codified by the USDA announcing a couple days ago that they are weighing the option of having mandatory vaccinations for all chickens. What this means is we're really toying with that complete corporate takeover of protein production, where only a licensed poultry producer that has the latest Pfizer uh, bird flu vaccine in all of their birds can be allowed to produce chickens. If you've got birds in your backyard, that's an illegal animal. It's way too dirty and dangerous to, to allow that. I also want to mention that some of the facilities that have been shut down uh, in the wake of millions of birds being shut down, like Rembrandt in Iowa, Iowa being the largest producer of eggs in the nation, and this facility being one of the largest in the nation, hasn't just killed off their birds and then restarted. They, they fired over 130 people and are not planning on reopening this facility. That was 5.3 million egg-laying hens were euthanized in mid-March, but they're not going to just restock it and start. No, it's the, it's the end of the line for meat production. So what's going on here is much bigger than just some random migratory birds dropping poop and viruses down on your backyard birds. This is a controlled demolition of the protein supply. It takes a lot more than that, after all, to cause what is being called the worst epidemic ever of its kind in Europe of bird flu. And of course, yes, as I mentioned in a previous report, all of these tests that are being used to find the outbreaks are the fraudulent PCR tests. But again, it goes deeper than that. And there is some hint of what's to come in the recent revelations that emerged from the Russian Department of Defense after they took back the territory and discovered documents at these biolabs in Ukraine detailing that several dangerous infectious diseases were being researched there, including H5N1, bird flu, uh, and looking at the potential of spreading these infections via migrating birds, which is exactly what we're hearing is happening, right? It's not just random birds. This was highly funded, studied research. In fact, it ties back to the very man who is calling for fake meat and investing in fake meat to go prime, Bill Gates. Let's talk about it all. I'm Christian, and this is the Ice Age Farmer broadcast. Uh, so we, you know, we'll have to prepare for the next one. That, you know, I'd say is, uh, will get attention this time. Mm -hmm. 
Now, a lot of people heard that and wondered what he was talking about, why he had the duper's delight grin, why he couldn't make eye contact with the camera as he looked away, knowing what's coming. Let's take a look at what he's thinking about in this moment. Specifically, let's go back in time to 2008, when the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation started giving grants to a professor at the University of Wisconsin named Yoshihiro Kawauka. Kawauka started doing research into bird flu at that time and has since been doing that, even arguably during the moratorium on gain-of-function research. This is Bill Gates and the Gates Foundation is where this all began, and I want to talk about that today. Gates Foundation gave $1.3 million in 2008 to Kawauka. The purpose of this was to, use, uh, was to identify mutations in bird flu that could lead to a pandemic. You know, just, just to study, just to understand. Later that year, Kawauka unveiled his first tranche of research, saying that we were able to mix and match genes from the original Spanish flu 100 years ago that killed 50 million people, and we put it into bird flu, and we were able to make a very infectious version of this H5N1 bird flu. Specifically, it has to do with using certain genes that allow viruses to propagate in the lungs of mammals and not just in the ear, nose, and throat. You can read from the study here. Kowalka and his group blended genetic elements from 1918 flu virus with those of the currently circulating bird flu, and then we tested it on ferrets. Lo and behold... This allowed the virus to effectively colonize lung cells and uh, reproduce in the lungs of mammals. Way to go, big guy. Back in 2008, you effectively bridged the gap between this highly infectious bird flu and humans, establishing this zoonotic risk about which we've heard so much from Fauci and all the experts. Well, as you can imagine, Bill Gates was delighted to hear this. He went ahead and gave another $10 million to Kowalka to continue this Frankenstein research. This is 2009 now. Now, this $10 million, the cover story was we wanted to identify virus mutations that would serve as early warnings of a potential pandemic. In fact, the point here was if we found them early, then we could implement social distancing or start vaccine development. Folks, this, again, to be clear, this is 2009, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is already talking about social distancing, about which most of us hadn't heard for another 12 years. Nonetheless, how are you going to identify potential uh, pandemics? Well, specifically, Kowalka was tasked with identifying mutations in vir viruses that would allow avian bird flu, avian influenza, to get over to humans. Somehow, again, they're very interested in getting bird flu into people, into making this infectious. Again, Kowalka was tremendously successful at this mad scientist stuff. He was able to hybridize the uh, H5N1 influenza with the seasonal influenza virus and make something that was highly virulent and, uh, and, and capable of infecting people. He, of course, he said, this is our concern that it could happen, but I went ahead and did it in a lab just to be sure. When tested, this new hybrid in mice, the human virus version of a specific gene, PB2, uh, was able to get H5N1 avian flu into a highly pathogenic form that infected mice and ferrets. Now, this actually prompted some pushback from scientists who have any semblance of ethics whatsoever. Here's an article by one Scott McPherson who said, look, I've been really worried about the potential for this hybridization of bird flu and influenza, human influenza. And for whatever reason, this crazy mad scientist Kawaka did it. He went ahead and took $10 million from Bill Gates and made this hugely um, pathogenic mutation. 
You can read down here. Kowalka is getting a lot of attention for this research, including more money from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And for whatever reason, he took PB2, the segment that allows uh, influenza to affect humans, and spliced it in to H5N1. The result is a more lethal and even more virulent virus than the parent strain. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the definition, the very definition of -of gain-of-function research. Funded by Bill and Melinda Gates, executed by... Yoshi Kawaka. This caused a lot of controversy in the scientific community because it's insane, right? We don't have to say why. Here's a piece from The Independent. Controversial U.S. scientists, that's Yoshi Kawaka, creates a deadly new flu strain for pandemic research, being the, uh, the cover story. Scientists express horror over the creation of this virus that would render the human immune system defenseless. This is now 2014. And Kowalka took the 20, uh, 2009 strain of the flu, which uh, claimed was killed as many as 500,000 people, prompting a bunch of people to take the bird flu vaccine. If you've been keeping your eye on this for a long time, including John Rappaport's research, we know that the, even these numbers are fraudulent. But notwithstanding, Kowalka took that 2009 strain and then genetically modified it to to escape the immune system of humans. In other words, to make it undefeatable by humans. Quote, some members of the audience were shocked and astonished at this latest and most audacious work on the flu virus, which follow on from the recreation of the 1918 flu virus and an earlier project to increase the transmissibility of a highly lethal strain of bird flu. So it's pretty clear what's going on here, right? We're taking bird flu, We're splicing in genes from the Spanish flu, which killed 50 million people. We're mixing in genes from the seasonal influenza virus that that affects people. And we're creating these highly pathogenic hybrid viruses that are killing off mice and ferrets and would do the same thing to humans. That's why it was highly controversial. In fact, this was part of what motivated the moratorium on gain-of-function research. Of course, that moratorium was dropped Come 2019, UW-Madison scientist, that's Kowalka again, is now allowed to resume this controversial research in March of 2019. Controversial research was halted by the government in 2014, but, but now we can get started again. Many opponents, fellow scientists in fact, said the research could cause a flu pandemic if this virus escaped from the lab, or if it was reproduced by terrorists, say in a Ukraine biolab. Just as an example. Now, I'm picking on Dr. Kowalka, but I should also point out that Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has been funding other people, plenty, doing the same kinds of work with the bird flu virus. Here's one such study on highly pathogenic avian influenza, HPAI, bird flu, H5N1, looking, again, looking for pathways of exposure to get this virus into humans. And who's funding it? Right here at the bottom, the work was supported by the UK, but also by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Literally, by the guy who's standing up and saying we should all be eating fake meat, who's funding to the tune of billions of dollars all sorts of fake meat, including uh, impossible foods, whose stated goal is to end animal agriculture, to take control over the protein supply, whose CEO stands up and says it's already game over for the meat industry, they just don't realize it yet, because he knows, because his funding from Bill Gates told him, You don't worry about that. I'll be taking care of that with my weaponized bird flu over here. Who says the next pandemic will get their attention and can't even look you in the eye because he knows he's funding it with his left hand over here. 
But the story gets even more interesting, like I said, given the revelations out of the Russian Department of Defense uh, about these Ukraine biolabs. The Russian Defense Ministry announced that they had found these biolabs where, among other research, there was one project called U.S. Project UP4, researching particularly dangerous infections of migrating birds, including, yes, H5N1, the bird flu. It's been carried out by the U.S. and the NATO allies in Ukraine, and it looks like the U.S. DOD, including their uh, DTRA, Defense Threat Reduction Agency, was funding and carrying out military biological research. This is researching a potential spread of dangerous infections via migrating birds, because it looks like it could be a natural outbreak, is why they did it that way, including the highly pathogenic H5N1, whose lethality for humans if it can make the jump. And that's a big if, although we've seen that for 20 years now, nearly, they've been working on funding research to make that happen. Uh, The lethality could reach 50%. 50% is, like I've said before, the same number we've seen in the media when they put out this predictive programming about an apocalyptic bird flu wiping out half of humanity. They claim that this work was being done in the Ukraine because of its unique geographical location right at the intersection of several transcontinental bird migration routes. So again, let's recap. We have the media pushing out the narrative, establishing this idea that a highly pathogenic bird flu could kill tons of people. It'd be apocalyptic. We have the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for nearly 15 years funding research by Dr. Kowalka and others to make it happen, right? to engineer such a virus that would be able to make the leap from birds into humans and start killing people. And we have biolabs associated with the DOD in Ukraine researching how to get such an H5N1 virus attached to birds and then spreading throughout the world. As you can tell, we have here a recipe for disaster. And what I also find concerning is the way that the media continues to push out this idea, right? We have Victoria Newland taking to the stage and saying, yeah, there are biological research facilities in Ukraine and establishing a ton of, and a ton of media buzz around that. We have the media this week really pushing again this idea suddenly that Hunter Biden's laptop has all these links to the Ukraine biolabs Everyone is is being told and reminded furiously about this, as if something is about to happen to capitalize on this backstory. And that's concerning. Now, if some of this seems far-fetched, you know, the idea that a virus would be engineered and then deliberately released to kill the food supply, let me just remind you, this has already happened in China, right? As African swine fever decimated over 40% of the pigs in that country a couple years ago, They've, only, they've been rebuilding their pig herds since then. Um, the government announced, the Chinese Communist Party announced, that there were gangs of criminals using drones to spread infected uh, biological material to get the, vir- the ASF to spread. I think that's pretty far-fetched. It doesn't seem like criminal gangs would go to such lengths to do bioterrorism via drones just to go sell some pig meat. sounds more like the Chinese Communist Party was deliberately spreading this virus using drones so that they could take more control over the protein supply, which is exactly what's happened. Tons of small Chinese hog farmers went out of business. They were told, go get a new job. And instead, these highly technology 
automated, etc., uh, facilities that use indoor uh, pig farming were constructed. A lot of them state-owned. So this, again, this is the consolidation of control over the food supply into very few hands. By the way, Bill Gates has been doing plenty of research into African swine fever. Here's one, just just one study. Pick you can pick a number about African swine fever. Funded, of course, by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Syngenta, for that matter, one of the biggest food companies in the world. Uh, even the USDA has been running African swine fever drills here in the United States. Folks, I wouldn't be surprised if we see African swine fever uh, unveiled in the U.S. as well to wreak havoc on the pork supply. But that's another story. So the bottom line here today is that even just by virtue of this fraudulent PCR testing, we are witnessing the elimination of hundreds of millions of birds, the shuttering of uh, egg production facilities, the, including the largest in the United States, egg shortages, poultry shortages already on the horizon, uh, the shutting down of private chicken ownership. You're not allowed to buy chickens anymore. This is already done. All of this is, is objectively happened. You can verify. I've got the links below if you want to look into it. And I probably should just stop the video there. But... I do want to close by asking that question, exploring that hypothetical. As this sea change in narrative happens, where the media is airing all of the dirty laundry of the Bidens and the U.S. bio labs and admitting to these things, and suggesting that now Russia and China will save us from NATO and we'll have a new multipolar world order, experiencing rapid de-dollarization, there is a character assassination of the nation, of the United States, going on right now. And so there does exist a possibility that one of these weaponized bird flus that we know exists, we've seen it created by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation under Dr. Kuroka, uh, is released. Of course, the U.S. will blame Russia, and Russia will blame the U.S., and so on and so forth. But notwithstanding, it will roll us right back into lockdowns and social distancing and all of the medical martial law that we've now practiced for a couple of years under COVID-19. It would necessitate the even more killing of poultry and uh, push birds inside forever, right? Uh, solidifying control by the corporatocracy of, the, of protein production. And, um, and really accelerate a lot of the agendas that are already at play. That's why I think this question is worth asking. They may not need to do this. After all, they're already delivering on a lot of this agenda. And so it may just be that this is, you know, oh, look out for apocalyptic bird flu and cyber pandemics and nuclear first strikes. And you know, they're definitely delivering as much fear as possible. And that is their primary weapon because that keeps us from innovating. It keeps us from imagining and creating the future that is coming. These people have already lost. These are the last acts of a dying system. You and I are working today to build decentralized food production off their grid energy systems, away from their debt-based currencies. We're, it's already happening. It's already happened, right? We're just, now you and I just have to execute on that. But, uh, but I think this is a worthwhile question to ask. And in fact, I'm, off, I'm often asked, why am I supposed to grow food if they're just going to come and take it? No, no, guys, the more of us that grow gardens, other people see that and they're inspired 
and it spreads. This is a butterfly effect going on right now, and it is not stoppable. You cannot contain the human spirit. And especially, I think this is true of food. You can't take food and cultivation away from humanity. It is some, it's part of us. It is innate. It makes us who we are. It's part of our culture and our hol- harvest holidays. It's everything to us. And so they will fail. They are failing. But I did want to have this conversation today so that we can stay aware of what their possible plans are. Let's leave it there. Folks, thanks very much for watching. You can find this report and all my reports on IceAgeFarmer.com. If you value this broadcast, if you appreciate this information and these thoughts, you can help me keep this broadcast running. There's a few ways to do that at IceAgeFarmer.com support including, uh, you can find me on subscribestar.com slash farmer, And I very genuinely appreciate and need your help to keep this going. So thank you. Folks, let's go raise awesome animals. You can still get chicks from your neighbors. And it's super easy to take fertilized eggs and put them in an incubator or put them under a hen and then share, you know, we don't, we don't need the commercial industry to reboot our decentralized food production. We just have to put in the effort and make that happen right now. So let's get back to it. Thanks for watching, folks. Be well.